millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We would like to pay our respects to the traditional custodians of the land that we are recording our podcast on today. For me, I am in Sydney. That is Gadigal land. And Ioni is in Los Angeles. So she is recording on Keech, Shumash and Tongva land. We would also like to pay our respects to their elders past and present. Salad or Dali, through a great party. We all drank Bacardi. It got kind of gnarly. We're light as a feather. We're tougher than leather. Together we're weirder. We're weirder together. I'm going to show you something. Okay. It is the ultimate signifier of a man staying with his mother. Let me know oh. if you know what's in it. Okay. Um, Nescafe, baby. Nescafe, instant <gasps> coffee. I secretly love Nescafe. I've never really fucked with it, but I think this is my I mean, day. Once, once in a while, there's something about it. And what does your mother think? Because you know Australia is known for its really good coffee. Look, is we know several people who do not treat their first cup of coffee with Nescafe as a cup of coffee. They treated it as like a medicinal sort of medical need. You know, it's yeah, purely patience. pharmaceutical. Well, patience says she's so impatient, ironically, to have her first cup of coffee in the morning that she will do a quick instant coffee while her coffee's brewing so she can get coffee right away while it's brewing and then get a good cup of coffee. That's right. It's just, For it's, me, yeah, Nes it's just Nescafe is like, it's like there's a certain time or time, it's just like once a year, there's a moment where it, it's good. Mm. I think maybe with your mom, I would enjoy it. Yeah. We put a little bit of, we always grew up with her having some coffee or tea with some Hermesites. Which are uh, what's that? They never really came to America. They were like these little <laughs> pills. They were fake sugar, basically, and they just came out in these this little dispenser with these tiny pellets, like almost like mini oh, mini right. pears. But they were yes. called Hermesites, which to me it's interesting. It's got almost like a Greek origin. It feels like, like it's a philosophical Hermes. experience. Have a little Hermesites, yeah. a gift from the gods. Right, a little bit of, but it was just tasted sugars. like that weird chemical fake sugar. Ugh. Yeah, and you know what's weird is what's it called? It's not, not sativa. There's a there's a natural leaf. Oh, stevia. Sure, the, stevia. That's too strong. You hate yucky. stevia. I do. Yeah, I, I remember. <laughs> Didn't I film a TikTok of you once like, having um, a sip of it camping, and you have this big warm sip and smile, and you go, "Stevia is disgusting." <laughs> <laughs> Well, I um yeah, I love maple syrup. I I don't have that much sweetener and you know, I just, if it's a good cup of coffee, I don't have any. Well, you didn't grow up with sugar basically, right? My mom was like honey. I remember my my friend Barbara, her mom and my mother having a little debate because Barbara said honey is the same as sugar. But she was studying to be a nurse and technically if you're talking about spiking your sugar levels, yeah. honey is the same. 
But it, my mom was like, but it's not processed and blah, blah, blah. Did they blah. remain my friends? Mom, yeah. So this wasn't my like mom, a, a vax, anti-vax. This wasn't like a divisive friendship argument. No. I mean, the woman was, you know, Barbara became a nurse. My mom always wanted to be like a midwife. So she was went with Barbara to study to be a nurse. And the math... After one day, my mom gave it up, and Barbara kept going and became a nurse. Your mom came so very close to being a doula. This was just she about a decade be, ago. And yeah. then she realized that they could call you at any time of the day, and you could get that 3 a.m. call, and she was like, not, not that passionate. <laughs> exactly. I know. It, it, the, the being on call possibility wasn't – yeah, I think she would have liked to have just assisted maybe – 10 births, but probably wouldn't want the commitment. Yeah, just a clean, oh. a clean 10. Yeah. I get Yeah, everyone wants a tight 10 deliveries. What, <laughs> but what was, so you didn't have any sugar in the house growing up? Like you just had like dates and stuff? Like what did you have for a sweet? It sweep? was sort of in and out. I mean, my mom was Little like, carob. She, she went in and out of being like, you know, we would have like honey cake for our birthday, but then some years we'd have a normal cake or she liked cooking. So she had a creme brulee phase and that's like solid cooked sugar on the top oh, yeah. of the creme brulee. That's what makes it like that. So it wasn't like a hard, but we never, it was more like we just didn't have like sugar cereal. We didn't have a lot of like sweets around. Did it you have a pinata like, at your birthdays? Yeah. And what was in the piñata? She was sort of more of a when in Rome sometimes. Like we could have a- Pasta we in out, the piñata. Yeah. Pasta. What do you mean? I don't know. In Rome. They'd oh, have Rome. Pasta in in Rome. Piñata. Italian. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. I got it. Um, yeah. Like if we were having Chinese food, we could have a Coke. Or if we went to a friend's house, we could eat what they had. But at home, it was mostly, yeah. It mm. wasn't like hard. Like some people, like my godmother- was so into no sugar that Otto, my god brother, couldn't have like yogurt or anything. Wow. But my mom was a, like, and she was a good kind of healthy nut type person because she wasn't that uh, like obnoxious about it. She didn't pre stand on a box and preach about it. Or you I, know what I mean? She I didn't have that like know, ego. Yeah, I don't know what my parents' attitude. My, my parents were very much, I mean, I grew up in the 80s where it was like, convenience so it was just like there was definitely all the like low fat stuff started coming in but there was why was always, that like a high blood pressure or? i don't know it was just advertising Car- there was all this advertising yeah. saying have the low fat yogurt but there was always a six pack of tab in the fridge i'll tell you that much yeah and that's milo, not healthy <laughs> dude milo i smothered stuff in milo like you seem really healthy though do for- i Oh, wait, Milo, is it powdery? Chocolate powder, yeah. Put it on cereal, put on my wheat bix in the morning, put it on ice my cream mom in the would afternoon. Not, we would not have had – that was – we had – it was called o- o- Ovaltine. Yeah, that's the British Ovaltine. one. Yeah. Yeah, they had that in America, but that would have been too processed. But what was mom. it about she, Ovaltine that allowed it to market itself as somewhat more healthy than Milo? Like it had an orange – Pack and they claim to see though say there was like vitamin B in it or something. Yeah, I think it had. You could taste the vitamin B, but that I got like my friend had that in her pantry, Ovaltine, and I every time I went to her house, I would take scoops of Ovaltine dry 
in a tablespoon. Hell yeah. And it was delicious. Yeah, we would not have had Ovaltine. It was would have been too processed or Milo. We would have had like, you know, brews, brews yeast. Brew is yeast as a snack. Well, in something like if, you know, if she was into having, you know, she said she had all sorts of, it's funny because you know my mom, she's not, doesn't strike you that way now, right? Um, she's got a, she goes on little jags, you know, of she like gets like inspired stuff. with little, you know, she's wants to integrate certain trends or certain things, tips she gets into her health campaign. Yeah. Yeah. I borrowed my mom's car on this little, uh, this tour I just did driving in Your and out of civilized Sydney. Australian tour? Yes, little civilized Australian tour. And I, at one point I looked down into the, you know, the, whatever you, what do you call the space between the two seats? Purgatory. The depths of hell? Yeah. But they, I looked and I was like, why am I not eating from this tin of boiled sweets, like lollies? There's like oh. a tin, there's, it's a generational thing. I don't know anyone our age that would buy a tin of lollies. And put them in the in their car, and I just started sucking on those things. Let me tell you, morale to a morale went through the roof. Last time, do you recall we borrowed your mother's car? We ate all of the tin <laughs> of sweets, and we had to replace it. Do you remember? Where did we get it? I wouldn't know where to go to replace it. I we did. We replaced it with something because we felt bad. But you know. People, those your moms know best, and and you know, I guess it's like convenient if you're going to the opera and you don't want to cough. Like, is that something that happens when you get older that you need to suck on something when you're seeing a live performance? <laughs> yeah, totally. Quiet? And also, like sugar, I don't sending little particles fear. of sugar into your throat is not exactly the thing that's going to prevent you no. coughing. Yeah, sugar makes you cough, but I I don't have that fear of ruining a live show. Are you excited the night I get back? I'm taking you as part of your birthday present to see Sandra Bernhard. That's what's getting me through this very challenging part of my life is like one day I will be sitting at the Wallace Theater. With your husband. I'll tell you what though, this is the thing. Touring is very difficult. What, you know, one thing we know is parenting is easy. That is, that is really easy. That's (laughs) (laughs) so easy i know i mean i'm it's it is really funny when you're having when i'm having a hard time when i'm working and it's hard like when i'm acting or something and i just think it isn't as hard as parenting yeah it's a it's a it's a brutal thing and it, it is kind of funny when you're the person working away you know how intensely the the person who's taking on the full parenting duties is suffering. I mean, it's like it is it, it's full on, but um, yeah. I don't know. It's a it's a particular type of crucible you're passing through. Yeah, you and know? it yeah for sure. Um, I, and it's fine. It's like textbook teen teen stuff. So it's it's all good. And totally. you know why not? Um. I guess, you know, when they say with little kids, long days, short years, and there's all these little catchphrases to get through, like, oh, you're not even going to remember this time and just try to enjoy it. And you just have all these reminders when parenting a child. But with a teen, I, I need some catchphrases of like, don't, you know, I, I don't I'll hear give you any one. like- I'll give you one. You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. Okay. That's a good one. That you know what good. I mean? Pick I mean, your battles, one, one basically. So, one, that's for sure. Yeah. 
I said that to myself the other day, but also like ones to know, like enjoy, try to enjoy this time mm -hmm. once, like the way that they say when you have a little kid that's really difficult, like this is going to go by in a minute. So just try to enjoy this sweet little baby. So how do I do the try to enjoy this, you know, teen? Yeah, it's... Um... <laughs> It's not easy. It's not. I mean, I do think it's funny because now we've been I together. I do enjoy it. I do. We've been married Pardon? fifteen years together, seventeen or eighteen. Like the idea that our youngest kid now is fourteen, and basically four more years until we have only adult children, and we get yeah. our. I, I just have this whole vision of our. I mean, I don't want to call it our golden years, but our. I think our dating life begins then. Because you yeah. and I never had a dating life without children in the picture. Yeah. I'm going to take you and to so many restaurants. You're going to be I sick do. of it. I do. I know. I'm like, not to rehash with the how far long gone, but I am like that. I am a restaurant. That <laughs> oh, is like my oh, favorite God. thing. <laughs> no, I can't wait. I can't but wait. Listen. I was watching on the end. Kardashians though. Have you been to Giorgio Baldi? Apparently this is this iconic Italian so. LA restaurant. Yeah. Where and is it in Beverly Hills or in I couldn't Calabasas? Tell. I couldn't tell. Looked um, good but teenagers are kind of like unicorns. They sort of are like magical creatures. So it is nice to remember that this age of teen, it's it's like it is a certain specific thing that yeah. is exciting. Like so many, you know, movies and I mean they're intriguing. Teens are so I'm gonna enjoy that. But yeah, and I also you put in the time and keep the kids close and they're going to have hopefully a better adulthood because definitely you don't want to be have an adult, be a parent of an adult child who's suffering would sound like the pits. I mean, life is life, but you know what I'm saying. I do. You know what I'm thinking about too? It's funny how we sort of idealize the insights and the angst of youth, meaning even a lot of the music we love in rock and roll comes from people in their early 20s, which are essentially still teenagers. I mean, they're still nightmares, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> like living in like, you know, a narcissistic, like self-involved hell. Um, but it's interesting how we idealize certain aspects of that experience, but we don't want to personally deal with it. Um, yeah. It reminds me of that story about the St. Mark's poetry reading that they used to have every day on New Year's, every year on New Year's Day um, at St. Mark's Church. And all of the poets, this was probably started in the 70s, would come and it was like the beat guys and everyone would come. And there was one day where Jim Carroll came in and he got up to read a poem and he stood up on the podium and he threw up on the podium, oh like either before or after his poet poem. And there were all these people kind of going, oh, how disrespectful. Why was he invited? And other people were like, you invited a guy who was famous for being a junkie. You know, you're lauding him for standing there reading poems about dope sickness. Yet when right. he throws up, it, it just seems very hypocritical to not want to deal with the real output of a human in trauma or in crisis, but to idealize the art they make or something. I know. Like dating, you want to date a hot person, but you don't want to deal with the person. Yeah, right. Like, like, what, what is it you, you know? have to deal with? Like the like the the makeup or something? Like <laughs> no. You want to, when people just want like the idea of dating, they want, you know, they want to like have all the fun parts of dating, but right. they don't recognize that that hot woman is a person. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. I get you. Um, yeah. Do you, was it hard for you to, like when you, because you married, you know, such a hot person, 
has it been hard <laughs> for you to see me as a three-dimensional figure? Oh my gosh, this is a very, con- it's hard for me to unsee you as a three-dimensional person. <laughs> I'm trying to, no, uh, I, I, uh, yeah, I, um. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hi, beautiful babies. I'm Ben Lee. And I'm Ioni Sky, And we are the hosts of Weirder Together podcast. If you enjoy our podcast, you might like some of the podcasts that our friends make and release on the Weirder Together podcast network. Like punk legend Jello Biafra's Renegade Roundtable. Multidisciplinary artist Brock Enright's trippy sonic journey, Vague Data. Making Ways, the art of music, an exploration of the ways that musicians and visual artists communicate and collaborate. Raw Impressions with Lou Barlow and Adele Barlow. I love that, one of my favorite married couples. And The Blag Show with Sarah and Sally, a collection of never-before-heard vintage interviews with legendary artists. And The Future of Being a Musician with Ben Lee. Find these pods on your favorite podcast platform now. Love ya. I am watching The Cruise right now. Oh my God, Timothy Speedlevich, one of my favorite documentaries ever, inspired my song No Right Angles. Yes, I know. I started helping Goldie organize her room because also something interesting about this age is kids want to sometimes get quite organized, which is, you know, fine by me. So I'm folding my helping her fold up those clothes and organize. But anyway, I put it on. Yeah, what drew you to the cruise? It just popped up like in your algorithm? It, or? Oh, I just, I was, I don't remember. I was, I think there was an article I saw that said move, documentaries or movies about New York. And then there was, uh, that was one of them. There was that one about Bill Cunningham and, you know, and I did, I've seen that one pretty recently. And I thought, wow. And that's, I, that reminds me of our early dating life. Did I show you that it one, was right, a, when we were dating in the beginning? Yeah. Speaking of learning about you and um, seeing you as three-dimensional, that was a sort of way to learn about you. How do and, you and, perceive that documentary or that character, Timothy Speedlevich, now as like, you know, because I think we both – when you see that when you're younger, there's a also a romanticism to his like, you know, the fact that he's like sort of outside society and everything. But now, how does it how did it read to you? I mean, it's he's 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 de- he's depressed and he struggles with, you know, he struggles with depression, and you can clearly see that. But he's also insightful that he had this pressure from his grandparents to have a normal job and um 
And I think there's just something, what keeps him going is art and beauty and poets and New York. And this relationship to the city is his way of dealing with his depression and being alive and trying to stay alive. And so I view him as somebody, yeah, I mean, he's, I don't know why analyzing him, he didn't want a normal quote unquote job, but also it Do you just think he could handle it? That, he seems quite, uh, I don't know if it's neurodivergent, but he's not a normal dude. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. I wonder if he's to- the ability to, he, he obviously had this tremendous ability to romanticize the city. And so for yes. people who don't know what we're talking about, this is a documentary okay. about a tour guide, a tour bus conductor in New York City. Is and it in the eighties? No, I think it's the nineties. Yeah, yeah. And it it was it was kind of a very influ- influential documentary, and it inspired my song to uh, No Right Angles because he he has all these incredible theories that are really like it's poetry. The way he talks about the city, it's like oh, New it's York incredible. City is like a lover and like a lens to him, and, and he everything he talks the, about it. Yeah, the tour, he kn- the architecture, the who lived where, the things he says about the city. Um, it's like he's a ge- he's sort of a genius, he and maybe he is neurodivergent. But he'll go through the West Village, and he can name every you know writer and what they were going through, and the way he talks about it. He he could have written, you know, for the New York Times articles about things. Like he was very well spoken, and and it was directed um, by Bennett Miller, who I know did um Capote. And yeah, um, and I f- I feel like this Moneyball. might have influenced yeah. yeah Moneyball. I feel like this might have influenced like Nathan for you or I don't know maybe he for it, sure it seems it's up there it's with it's, like American movie and these kind of yeah. like great American outsider documentaries where there's yeah because with Timothy Speed Levitch you do sense that oh so people call him Speed because of the bus yeah. movie you know the Keanu Reeves um Speed because he was on the bus but uh, I feel like there was a n- Almost like the, the a Nathan Fielder esque self awareness that he's playing a character, but he yeah. seems much more imprisoned by it than like a comedic approach, like of Nathan Fielder or John Wilson or something. Oh yeah, like, for sure. Like, he's truly but, a victim I mean, of his own personality too. If you want to get like, I don't ever want to sit on a tour bus, but you not only get like wonderful uh, facts and things but he's he's yeah he's and he's also um he almost has a relationship with buildings like uh, the way it's he sexual. Just talks about it's sexual, it's sexual yeah. almost and it's but it's brilliant so yeah it's quite sad but kind of amazing and i wish the world was that say he was autistic or something and they realize the tour company like this guy's genius everyone loves him he's a character he's brilliant he knows the city it's a great tour and they did respect him more. It, it just speaks to kind of there are certain, you know, uh, jobs for certain people and the way people treat each other. I mean, it's like they're a tour, you know, business. They just they just crank out these buses. And so anyway, I would have liked for them to have respected him more. No, that's that's absolutely true. But he did get the the validation of, you know, Bennett Miller and the documentary. Like, I think that's part of the thing oh, we're that's talking good. about with – Jim Carroll and all these characters that they're these 
eccentric artistic characters are often not able to integrate into society very well, but from a distance, we can admire them and learn from them, and they're so beautiful. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say, I shared this on our socials, but someone wrote a review of uh, my show in Wollongong, and they just said something really nice about Weirder Together, and I wanted to share it because it was... um. It was so um, it was so cool. She said, one aspect that made this event truly special was the inclusive atmosphere fostered by Ben Lee and his wife, Ioni Sky, through their company Weirder Together. It was evident in the eclectic crowd that gathered that night, which included a wide range of fans, people sporting Slipknot merch, people who have an emotional attachment to the powerful lyrics of Ben's music, as well as people I've just seen in countless other mosh pits. And I just thought it was cool that part of you know we're not we're not doing like a heavy-handed thing about um i don't know i guess like diversity or something but it's just a natural product of the vibe we're creating is that like different types of people feel really embraced by the pod and the company and you know i don't know it's just really made me really happy i love that That's except all. for our one hater no, Who's that one hater? What do you mean? Oh, no, just someone wrote something funny to you, remember? Oh, my God. Yeah, that's true. I did get a very... But I know. I but very, but, but yeah, I mean, it's really great. It's a fun new, like, I don't know, like the this new kind of all these new friends we have. Yeah, I mean, I think of it as like sort of like a catch-all, some, somewhat reductive term is like freaks. But they are right. sort of like the kind of freaks. There's different types of freaks in the world. And I feel like we're, we are communicating with our type of freaks, which is really nice. Yeah. You know, baby. Peace and love. Peace and love, Ringo. Peace and love. Um, so, yeah, I've done a bunch of shows. I played at a winery the other night, Talagandra Hill Winery. It was really great. I wished you were there because it was like super remote. Man, I've seen some roadkill. Traveling through regional New South Wales. So wait, what's Australian roadkill? Okay, I have seen giant wombats on the side of the road, like giant, round, furry, like how big? big, Like like bigger than Cooper. (gasps) Wait, wombats can be that big? Yeah, they're like big animals. They look like they actually look like big pigs. Bigger than Cooper? Yeah, but like because like wider, like more rotund. Okay, but as tall anyway. Yeah, sorry. yeah, and on the side of the road, like these. <laughs> Our dog is giant. By yeah, the way, these so just, these are dead I wombats. Thought wombats were littler than kangaroo. They can be little, and they can be cute, or they can be big and you know intimidating. Wow, that's like a Halloween scary. But I sat down with um, the owner of the winery after the show, and we had a glass of wine. He made really nice Shiraz. Um, but we were talking about just marriages and. He was like, how many cracks at, a, at you? Sorry. He said, how many cracks at it have you had? I think I'm getting worse at speaking. I've noticed myself stumbling over my words. But how many cracks Just at marriage? Today? And I said, only one. I'm really in my first official crack at it. Um, and he was like, wow, it's impressive. He was like, oh, I've, had, I've had a couple. It's like, you get better at it, don't you, as you get older. And I do think it's true. I think yeah. marriage, drugs, even sex, it's like these are not – they're not they're not children's toys, you know. You get better and you have to You get better at it. You understand seriously? it. You understand their power. 
That's cool. I know. It's torture watching all these locations. Like, it's fine. I mean, I'm working on my book and parenting and I'm like, I know I have to be here and I want to be here. So it would feel weird to not be doing what I need to do. But seeing you in all these like sort of beautiful like places in Australia. Oh, it's making you miss Australia. Australia misses you. Yeah. Because you're an honorary Aussie. I'm not feeling like I should be anywhere else, but it's funny seeing you. I guess what I'm saying is it's funny seeing you in these places that should be like a romantic getaway. I know, I know. Yeah, they're not but quite as romantic fine. on your own. But we'll um have some getaways. No, but I came back from I felt such a feeling of accomplishment yesterday when I pulled into Sydney because I've been doing some hectic drives. It's been like yeah. you know, a lot of driving show to show and just by myself. Um and then I just got back and just jumped in the ocean yesterday. Oh and yeah, it was which so one? Good, just which up at Watson's beach? Bay, just oh. off the pier. Just walked straight to it, straight off the pier, came out. It the, was amazing. That, I know that pier. That's where we saw little uh, chicka friends' kids. Yeah, I yep. saw. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, oh God, I've totally you saw forgotten. someone. No, I was about to tell you something, and I've totally spaced on it. This reminds me of the conversation I had at this very. Fan, not fancy party, this like fabulous party. You were at a party. very Hollywood party last night without And me. I wanted, there was a certain celebrity that I was so excited to be talking to. You can't say who it and is? And then this, I guess so, Tim Heidecker? Yeah, that's okay. And somebody else was standing there talking with us and then they couldn't remember the name of something for so long <laughs> that it like just took the steam out of this like dynamic conversation. That is, I just took and the steam like, out of the podcast. It's so that's true. Right, it reminded me. But you totally like, rescued no. me there. That was, you have such amazing social graces. Where did yeah. you learn that? Like you are It's just, incredible. I need to be loved. Is well, it needing to be people, loved? I don't know. I I mean, some people mm, become, they're funny naturally and they really crank that, you know, they learn, you hear those stories like Sarah Silverman, like my, one of her dad laughed if she made, swore Dirty jokes. and made yeah, jokes. Yeah, yeah. So then she became a kind of like, you know, shit talking, whatever, genius. She's ha- But she also happens to be a genius anyway. But I think it's that thing I don't know though why I uh, for me being charming was like my version of making somebody laugh but I don't know if like as a kid someone was like that's charming and Yeah cuz you like, have like Ooh. the you have that sort of um cocktail party banter like the ability to rescue people and keep the conversation flowing and alive but you also have the geisha side where you yeah. just want to like you want to serve the vibe and serve people Well maybe because it later in life if you want to be invited around to fun vacations with people, mm. sometimes if you run out of money, if you're charming <laughs> and you give good, you give good banter, they'll bring you along. So how, maybe it's like survival. I love the foundation of your uh, charm and wit and goodwill is terror essentially, and lack yeah. of abundance and the fear of like that you need rich people to take you on the holiday by being charming. You know, like when I'm older, I'm like, well, she's good as a third at the table. Well, whatever. you've really, um, you've really cre- created quite the insurance plan for your old age. Also, last night, um, I, I, someone came up to me and this woman and said, hi, I'm, um, who's, who's Jason Ritter's dad? John uh, Ritter. Jack. 
John Ritter. Yeah. She's like, I'm John Ritter's widow. And I was like, oh, yeah, because I hung out because I knew I used to know Jason Ritter and I hung out with him at the house at, at his dad's house when his dad was still alive. Back when Daphne and Jason were together. Yeah. yeah. So John Ritter was, we hung out and she said, I have the best picture of you with my kid in the pool and you're coming out of the pool and you have these like dots of swimming pool on your eyes and you're just. I think it's called water. You're ruining my oh, sorry, story. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no. The dots of it swimming pool is a great phrase. <laughs> and she, but she described it poetically. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to get yeah, at. Yeah. If you didn't ruin my sorry. flow, but anyway, she said, and it, you're such a like movie star. So, oh. you know. And then I was wearing kind of a cape last night, and a couple people were like, "You seem like, you know." I guess it's like I'm fos- I've always fostered that kind of charming, trying to be movie star thing. Glamour. You are born yeah. glamorous. I, I I I wanted to be, so I became it. Yeah, your some of your glamour. I just always hoped it rubs off on me. I want you to. You're like my uh, my guru, my glamour guru. Well, you have a kind of old fashioned thing that's kind of nice. You've got an elegance. Once you keep your feet off coffee tables for good, <laughs> <laughs> look. Um, but you're you're kind of you have like a because your parents were from another era. They're from the Nescafe generation. And you kind of grew up. So I kind of like that. You don't have, I mean, you you know, you're like kind of punk, but you also have this kind of old man elegance. A bit of a posh punk. So tonight I've got the Rage in Placid Lake 20th anniversary (gasps) screening. By the time people, by the time this comes out, it will have happened, but I'll give a bit of a report back. Alexi Taliopoulos. I know, he's so So brilliant. If y'all want to hear another podcast, this is like called um, special features. Oh, it's so I good! Mean, also, it's Alexi and Cameron it's so James, good. and it's like a pop culture wrap up, analytical. And type all podcast. their like other podcasts together are genius. Total reboot and this one and is all Finding Jesus and Finding Drago. Finding Drago, yeah. Um, but this one's special features is pop culture stuff, yeah. and it's really good. So anyway, Alexi Taliopoulos is like a film buff beyond like Tarantino style. I would say he's him and Kate Jinx are Australia's premier film buffs, basically. They are. They're buff. And Mm -hmm. so he is gonna do like a QA and Rage at Placid Lake is and also you know that movie that you did, Rage at Placid Lake. In in Rage in Placid Lake. Rage in (laughs) Placid Lake. It's like also people get nostalgic. Like this movie I did called The Rachel Papers in London. It wasn't the best movie on the planet, but with time, people want to watch it also just to see London in the 90s. Yeah, it's true. So it's it's kind of becomes like cozy to see a city at a certain time and the vibe of a certain time. And the movie Rachel Papers is good enough. I also think like for, for people with Rage in Placid Lake, like, I was 20 when it came out. So people like Alexi and Cameron were probably 12. If you're a 12-year-old kind of misfit creative boy and this movie comes out like Rage in Placid Lake that is dirty and dark and funny and about nonconformity, and I just think it spoke to people of a certain age at the right time. But right now, if people want to watch it, the only place they can see it is on YouTube which is like bananas. No, you yeah. said that. That's bananas. So crazy. But I've also got- N-A-N-A-S. I also just want to plug two shows coming up. The last two shows of this tour, um, Melbourne, Friday and Saturday night, Friday at Northcote Social Club and Saturday at the Kindred Ballroom. And then it's just been announced. I'm going to be playing 
at Sydney uh, South by Southwest. Would they have a South by Southwest in Sydney now? And I'm playing the TikTok event called the House of yeah. Music Discovery. It's me and a bunch of whippersnappers. Oh, I'm being wheeled out. I'm like the old guy, like, you know, wheeled out and propped up to represent the last generation. So uh, it's going to be fun. I mean, you're, I mean, f- physically, forget about it. When we play tennis, you're bouncing all over the place. Physically fit. What was that from? Remember that song? Physically fit. What does that guy said next door to you um, when you lived in that apartment? Every um, day in every way, room. life Things is getting better and better. Yes, it <laughs> is. Yes, it is. I heard had someone a bit of a like case, like living next door to me in his little apartment in Hollywood, just repeating that over and over all day to himself. Mm. Oh my god, <laughs> so depressing. Um, why didn't you and uh, and Rose? I always forget the story. Hook up when you were doing Rage at Placid. Well, I was with Placid. Claire at that point. Oh, okay, and then. There you go. Later, we sort of like danced around the idea, but it never, yeah. But we 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 love each other. Like me and Rose have a very profound connection. Like she's such a such a good she's good so good people. Great. All right, good people. Let's wrap it All up. All right, um, let's wrap it up. Get ready to do your last shows and yeah. come on home. And um, love you so much. Miss you. I love doing these pods now while I'm away because they're a chance to just like stare into your eyes and long for you. I know. In same. public. So it also like, you know, it, it feeds my exhibitionist <laughs> side. <laughs> it's cring- cringy. I know your exhibition. I'm the opposite. I am like no PDA. I have like some weird fear of PDA, but you're like the opposite. You're like, woo. All right. Uh, open, the, open the jacket and show your goods. <laughs> not not really. Not really. Okay. No. Beautiful babies. All right. May you, may you flash your hearts and souls to the community around you May you, you never today. be flashed by a real flasher, may you but never flash be your flashed. heart and soul. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Love you. See you later. Mwah. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together.